Hello and welcome to It Ain't So Black and White. I'm Richie Lines. And I'm Ahmad Edwards. Let's get into it. Actually, before we get into it, so I saw this thing on TikTok about <laughs> moisturizer. Moisturizer. And how white people don't use it and black people always use it. And like the dude thought it was like insane that white people don't use it. Do you moisturize like after you shower? Like, I, I ain't going to say moisturize. I DeAndre it. <laughs> but like I put on lotion. Okay. Because like black people, we like I, like as soon as we get out of the shower, especially like if you like a darker skin color. Yeah. Like and your skin dry and you become ashy, like you lose like you got white stuff on you. Or if like you ever see me when I get out of the shower, and my skin dry. Look at my elbows. Yeah, I know you played tic tac toe the one time on your leg. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's ashiness. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that it was just like, cause I don't. I never knew people did it. Like at all. Uh you learn something new every day. But actually I was at Walgreens today. I was getting uh some face wash and right next to it is where all the moisturizer was and they had it locked up in those yeah. boxes. Did you something. get some? What? Some moisturizer. No, I didn't. Bruh, you know what you should get? What? So my friend, oh, our friend, she put me on um this stuff called uh astringent. You know what astringent is? No. And basically, like, it's basically, like, face cleaning stuff that, like, deep cleans your face. Like, you get, like, a like a cotton pad or something like that, and you, and you wipe it on your face, and then it burns, bro. But it, but it works, bro. Like, it cleared up my face for a while, but I'm so in and out when it comes to using it. Mostly because I don't be feeling like it. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Yeah, I like female. I feel like girls, like, products are just so much better than the guys. I know. Bro. She's done my, she's, like, done a face wash on me a few times, and I, I love it, bro, because after I feel so, like rejuvenated yeah like the one time i had a shower in my sister's shower so i used her shampoo and it just my hair felt a hundred times better Ain't it, bro. I know. see that's why when i get married my wife is gonna be out of shampoo all the time even though i barely got hair <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> all right let's let's get into the rundown now yes, so sir. i wrote down nfl but since last episode we had a film sunday night it's only been two games since yeah. the last episode, so we only had probably Denver played the Browns, yeah. and then the Monday night game, which I think it was Bills. Uh, oh yeah, it was uh, Bills Titans, and Derrick oh, Henry was yeah. the man. Man, I'm telling you that Bills Titan game was amazing, bro. It was so much scoring, so much back and forth. Like the last two minutes of the game, man, that game was amazing, Richard. Like, yeah, did Derek, you watch it? Yeah, I, wa- I didn't watch all of it. Uh, Derrick Henry was a beast. Yeah, Derrick Henry. I mean, did you see? Did you see the top speed he hit? He yeah, was, he was rolling. It's almost twenty-two miles per hour. It's the fastest the ball carries ran this year. I know. I, Raheem Mostert, like, is I think he's the fastest back in the lead. I think. Yeah, I think he hit like twenty-three a couple years ago, but he's been injured like forever. I don't even know where he is right now. Actually, I only know about Raheem Mostert because I had him on Madden. He's oh, he's, he's an overpowered man. He was on my ultimate team. I'd break. Oh. Wow, yeah. I, I had the uh, the juke the jukebox on him. Do you know like the X? They on um, new Madden they got some called X Factor. Yeah, the jukebox. Oh, he was so cold. Yeah, Derrick Henry. I think if he keeps us up, I think he's MVP of the league for sure, definitely. And he's definitely the best running back. Also, the Browns and Broncos game made me question if the Browns really need Baker Mayfield. Yeah, bro, I seen Case Keenum going. going, going right? I think the Browns. I think Baker's holding them back from being Super Bowl contenders. Uh, Super Bowl contenders. That's a that's a bold statement. <laughs> because they're gonna make playoffs. They're a good team, but to compete with the Bills, with the Chiefs, you with the Ravens, 
because you know Josh Allen's going to play amazing. You know Patrick Mahomes is going to be Patrick Mahomes. You know Lamar Jackson's going to be amazing. But you don't know what you're going to get with Baker. And come playoff time, that could bite them. But the team's built around Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson, who's a beast, apparently. Oh, yeah. Did you, did you see him? <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. I seen his interview today, and I, and I heard him talking. I was like, man, where he from? Because did you see, like, when he was talking about it, it was like, um, did you see LeBron share this tweet? He was yeah. like, what, LeBron? LeBron share my tweet? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, where's he from? And I looked up, he from Florida. He from Amokalus, okay. Florida. Okay. Yeah. I could have guessed that. But it also makes you question, are they like 2016 Dallas where, you know, everybody's like, oh, is Zeke and Dak just products of this amazing O-line? Yeah. Or Nick Chubb and Baker just products of this amazing O-line uh, and these amazing receivers? But I don't think it's that much. Nick Chubb's been amazing, so I don't think you can say for him. But Baker, Baker's really just not the same with Odell on the field. I feel like he's better without Odell. Yeah, I think Odell will get in his head. I don't know, bro. I don't know how I feel about Odell sometimes. Like, I like Odell, but, like, sometimes... I he's good. Like, he's just always injured. Yeah. I, I mean, I think sometimes he's overrated. What do you think? Oh, uh, no. If, if Prime Odell was amazing, and everybody just looks at that one catch, but you look past that, his rookie year was, other than maybe Randy Moss, the best rookie year from any wide receiver ever. It was insane what he did. I think he only played 14 games. It was insane uh we're moving to another sports league nba tipped off the timberwolves look so good i am so excited for this season anthony edwards he called he told him to call a timeout (laughs) this man hit two threes in a row turns over to the opponent's bench tells him to call a timeout because he's hot he says you need to call a timeout i'm hot oh man it's amazing and patrick beverly didn't even play that game and they were still had that mentality of dogs that you need carnathy towns i think he scored i think it was 31 and he went 12 of 15 shooting so like he's the man i mean he's cat delo hit four threes in a row like and Jaden McDaniels, who I think was the most underrated lo- rookie last year, was just blocking everything. The main thing I got from this game is, man, our defense. Oh, defense is so fun to watch. I mean, Cat and Jaden in the paint are insane. Anthony Edwards, scrappy. D'Lo still sucks at defense. But, you know, he's still D'Lo. Come on, man. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you this. The, the, I'm, I'm going to just get him right into it, guys. The most important teams in the NBA. <laughs> 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 the Lakers and the Warriors, bro. Did you see the Lakers and the Warriors yeah. game, bro? I I thought that was amazing. Even though Curry played like trash in that game, kind of. Well, Curry came back with yeah. last game, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, he came back with the game last night. But like, they played the Lakers, bro, and the Lakers did not. They looked all right, but like Russell Westbrook was was he only had like six points, bro. He was not in his zone. I don't know. Russell what. Westbrook. Is so overrated. Oh no, I can't let you get that one out. He is. Overrated. I cannot let you get that. He does board. not shoot efficiently. He turns the ball over. He's not a good fit for the Lakers. They needed shooters. Westbrook's an awful shooter. He's a bad fit on the Lakers. And but I will say, this is a, a meme I saw, but it's the most true thing. He sucks the first half of the year. Plays goaded the second half of the year, and is trash in the playoffs. Happens every year. You see it, you're like, oh man, he's washed. What about the and season he averaged a triple double? Bro? Yeah, I'm talking about <laughs> the modern. Seasons. I'm talking about modern Westbrook, not Two prime 
was that was like four, five years ago. That was yeah. not five years ago. It was That's like two, four. three years ago. That was not two, three years ago because you have what MVPs in between. You had Jokic last year. You had uh, Giannis. two Giannis MVPs and a James Harden MVP. Oh, so it was four years ago. Yeah. Oh. It's been a while because he's been on what four teams since then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. I think all. I think a lot of basketball players go to that. Go through that point in their career where they're just like bouncing from team to team. To yeah. Team to team. I think, like, I I wouldn't want to see uh, Giannis do it. Like, I'm not a Bucks fan, but I just feel like it would be so sad to see. Giannis I don't think he will because you see those people have success on like small market teams. Yeah. They usually stay for a while and who win championships because you see like Dirk. I feel like Giannis will be like a Dirk in that sense that even when he's 40 and can't move they'll still have him yeah uh i think the same thing about dame seeing damian lillard play for a different team he should play for a different team nah, portland like, has such a bad free agency they're gonna be trash man, i like dame on that team. i love dame but cj keeps getting worse they their big free agent signing was cody zeller he's never gonna win championship in portland nah. they're gonna make playoffs they're gonna be solid they're never gonna win championships Another thing, I was watching the Philly-Brooklyn game before this. James Harden looks thick, man. He's thick. Thick. Oh, man. Wow, Richard switching the sides of it. (laughs) James Harden. James Harden, well, he always has been like this. I love it, but he just doesn't look like he wants to be there when he's playing. He'll be driving and dunking. He just does not look like he wants to be there. Yeah. But he just looked out of shape. And. I'm mad because I have him in fantasy and I played him this weekend. I feel like he his body has always looked like an upside down hot sauce bottle. See, it is like took a second process. I thought you were gonna hear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a snippet. <laughs> he's not great. In all does not always in great shape. You know, last year the memes of him looking fat and he's yeah. in kind of Brooklyn. He looks like that fer- fat version of him in Houston when I was seeing it, and he looked thicker than Kyle Lowry. I think he has. He probably got some type of like disease or something. Cause like I know there was this girl in my hometown where she had the disease where she would like rapidly gain weight within like like a week or two weeks, and she would she would be like super chubby. But then, like within like two, three weeks after that, she lose like 20, 20, 25 pounds. It was it was the weirdest thing because like I always thought she was cute, but <laughs> but uh, she's cute two weeks out of the month. <laughs> it didn't happen all the time, but like if you look at her pictures, you'll be like, wait a minute, these pictures were taken like a month apart. But like, but she was yeah, and it was like the weirdest thing. Maybe James Harden has that, or maybe he's just like. I don't know. Has a slow metabolism. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just like during the off season, the season gives him in shape or something. Who knows? I feel like he'd be diagnosed with that because he's with doctors all the time because he's an NBA player. That makes. But sense. moving on. <laughs> uh, I'll, I got you. Let's ooh. go into Gabby Petito. Oh yeah, he was dying to talk about this. Bro, I've been wanting to talk about this guys for like the past four, five episodes. But I always never bring it up. So, basically, I'm pretty sure the world has heard about Gabby Petito. She's a missing white woman. And, you know, America has a missing white woman syndrome, you know. But, uh, <laughs> oh, bro, that's funny that I say that because I got that from um, you. Do you know the, the show You? The I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> uh, oh, that made me think of uh, you ever watch Rush Hour. You point at me, too. <laughs> like, I was supposed to think of the show. Okay, so Gabby Petito, guys. Let me give you a rundown about Gabby Petito, bro. So basically, Gabby Petito and her fiance go on a road trip in her van 
across America. And through through these road trips, they were taking pictures and stuff like this, and then they end up arguing with each other. And then it gets it's the, they get pulled over by police. It's on body cam and all these things. And then they end up going to like this uh, state park or something like that. And uh, and um, Brian, her fiance, drives the van back to his house without Gabby. And so now then everything starts being spooky because they're just like, why did he bring the van back? And where's Gabby? And for a while, nobody knew where Gabby was and stuff like that. And then they found her body. And it was um, and <laughs> I feel like that was so suspenseful. It would have been suspenseful. He didn't just ruin it. <laughs> but yeah, and then they found her body. And the once they found her body, I don't know what's the time frame between that, but he uh, he lawyered up and everything. Once he came home, he got a bunch of lawyers and stuff like that. And even they had they even checked like his playlist. They had like a shared Spotify Spotify account. And they like one of the songs he downloaded was like talking about like a dead badger or something. Like yeah, I don't I don't know why Some that's important. Yeah, so nope. uh. But yeah, and then and then and then like so then Brian disappears. For a long time. Nobody couldn't find him. They searched his house and everything. And uh, they just found a body. And he confirmed that it was his. So more than likely, he probably killed himself. But here's the reason why I think this story is amazing. Because I think, I think that he didn't kill her. Even though he killed himself. I don't think he killed her deliberately. Because it, it was it was um the Mormon. I mean, not the Mormon. The mortician. <laughs> the, the mortician said that that it was uh that she died by strangulation oh they even found a notebook by where they found brian's body at so maybe the notebook got some stuff in but yeah they said she died from strangulation strangulation i don't i don't think he did it like all the all the lines point at him but like you know how oj case went <laughs> <laughs> you bring up for your point <laughs> it wasn't it. the glove didn't fit bro they found the guy who did it they found the guy who did it man i'm telling you man. they didn't find the guy who did it they did no they did it there was a guy in jail for the murder of uh ron Gerberg and oj wife you didn't know that i didn't know that because he said the other day he doesn't like to go la because the per the person who uh killed them might still be out that's what he said let me see. Let me show Bro, you. he released a book called If I Did It. But he didn't. He, that said, if I did it. See? <laughs> see? Let me, let me, let me see. Um, his name is, uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, who really killed him, Bogart Brown? Okay, man. I can't remember what I looked it up. But it was, it was I think it was a dude, bro. But, all right, we can go to the next one, bro. So, t- guys, so today we were in the car with our friend and we were on the way to get a haircut. Me and me and hey, me and um, Richie both got a haircut. Yeah. Uh, all the Christian ladies out there, I look really good with this new haircut. Um, my boy, As you have a do-rag over it. <laughs> you know, man, I got to keep the waves laid down. <laughs> and my boy Richie got that fade. That boy looks That's nice, it. guys. You remember, guys, I don't know if you guys watched two episodes ago, but his dad, they were... They were mad at him because all his hair was in front of his face, but now he got that fake. <laughs> I'm telling you guys. But back to what I was saying. So today we were in the car with our friend Jesus, and a topic came up. I was sitting in the car with Jesus, and he brought up 
there was a woman who was robbed of her car by a 13 year old. He had other accomplices with him. They were like 15. And when the 13 year old robbed this lady of her car, he ran her over and killed her or she, I don't, I don't know if it's a boy or girl here. She ran her over and killed her. And the kid is now facing life. Never be able to see the daylight again, like life, not like be able to get out life. And the question I want to ask Richard is, do you think that that person or that kid who is 13 deserves to never see the daylight outside of a prison cell again? I don't think he deserves to spend his whole life in prison. Of course, he deserves to go to prison, but I do not think he deserves life in prison, like full life. I would I would have to agree with Richie. Oh, that's rare. I know. <laughs> that's so rare. And the, and the reason I would have to agree with you and say that I don't think a 13-year-old... Well, um, let me let me be clear. If there was a 13-year-old serial killer and had killed two babies and a squirrel and two mice, put them under the jail. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm just playing, guys. But th- this 13-year-old, you got to think about, like, I think about, like, how old is 13, really? Because the point I brought up, which had nothing to do with the thing at all, was... If if a 13 year old can spend the rest of his life in jail, tried as an adult. It did. So is it OK that R. Kelly slept with the <laughs> under- <laughs> Why do you always have to bring everything back to R. Kelly? <laughs> no, here's the here's point. Here's the point that I'm making, bro, because the girl that R. Kelly slept with was uh, either four. She was 14. Right. Yeah. So how. So then you have to think. How old is 13 and 14 really? Because if this guy can spend the rest of his life in jail as a as a minor and R. Kelly can't sleep with a young girl, like I feel like I feel like those are two different things that don't really match up. But like the point I'm making is I disagree with what R. Kelly did. I think that was horrible, and I think that R. Kelly deserves to spend the rest of his life in jail. But I don't think that little boy. Deserves to spend the rest of his life in jail. Though he killed someone. Though someone lost their life. I don't think he deserves to be spend the rest of his life in jail. Yeah. Well, R. Kelly was more than just that. But he deserves to go to jail for that for a long time. Because, well, context matters. Little kid, the one who murdered the woman, he is going to spend a lot of time in jail. He deserves that. He did yeah. kill somebody. And he might not even be able to fully grasp the situation or what he did because he's not matured. And he's never even stepped foot and in high school or she's never even stepped foot in high school. Yeah. Then the girl that R. Kelly slept with, R. Kelly, like, manipulated her into doing that because she's not mature. And oh, so she, because she's not mature, she, because she's not mature, she, should she have been held accountable? Because based off this way that the justice system is working for this little boy, the justice system must say that that girl should have been held accountable for some of her actions. I do not think she should. Have been held accountable for her actions? Yeah, she's a young, mature, rich, famous guy who's a lot older, like, Mm -hmm. took advantage of her. And the kid who murdered the person... I think 
it is his action or her action mm-hmm. that caused that. And I do think he should get less than what a normal adult who kills somebody should get. Okay. I think, but he should be held accountable for that because it's his action. The girl who slept with R. Kelly, her action was influenced by R. Kelly because of R. Kelly. There's outside factors, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I understand. It's not like, it wasn't, I feel like if she was mature, she might not make that decision. Well, because he's rich and famous. But still, (laughs) it's more that he made the decision for her. She didn't really have a choice, you know? Even if she might have thought she did or something, like, yeah, she's not old enough to make that choice. Yeah, I agree. So now, guys, we're going to jump into our weekly segment, Game. And this week, I'm going to be leading the game. For Like, last, most of all the weeks, it's Richie leading the game. But this week, I'll be leading the game because this game will segue into our main topic. And this this game is called According to Catholicism. <laughs> <laughs> I like that I like that name. I didn't know the name before this. <laughs> okay, so guys, basically how the game will work, I'll ask Richie a question and he will answer with the Catholic answer and how the Catholics believe it to be so. Guys, we go to a Catholic school. If anybody's listening and is Catholic and I say anything wrong about the Catholics, DM me, let me know. I'll make a I'll fix myself on the next show. Probably won't, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so first questions. Where do babies go when they die? (laughs) What? Heaven? I'm guessing. Do Catholics think that all babies go to heaven when they die? It should have been a better question, yeah. Yeah. False. If Catholics thought that, there'd be no reason in baptizing a baby. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, original sin. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Uh, I should have known that. I'm sorry. Uh, forgive them, Catholics. Forgive them. To my uh, CCD teacher back in the day, Don. Don's the man, the mallard man. That's what's up, John. Okay, n- next question. How do you get to heaven as a Catholic? Wash away your original sin. I. Uh, Believe in God and do all the, I had to forget what they're called, the ceremony things. Seven sacraments. Yeah. You do all those. Wrong again. What am I miss? You don't have to do like all seven of the seven sacraments because like one of the seven sacraments is uh, marriage. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you don't have to do all seven of them. But you have to do baptism, I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know if you'd have to do confirmation, but whatever the last one is with the priest over your deathbed, I feel like you probably have to do. And what if you don't get a deathbed? Well, probably like after you die, they do it. I don't know. Yeah, Catholics teach a works-based salvation, meaning that you are saved by faith through grace, but they also believe that the Lord has given you grace, but you also have to work towards to attain it. That's one of the main setbacks of, I mean, one of the main differences of Catholicism versus Protestant Christianity. Okay, next question is, how do you become a saint? <laughs> oh, oh, I should know this. I shouldn't. This was on one of the tests I take. So you have to die. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. To live a holy life. And I don't know, the Cardinals and Pope probably have to pick you. Mm. Uh, I'm, yeah. Guessing live a holy life. And the Cardinals and Pope have to pick you to be a saint. Yeah. I actually don't know much about becoming a saint in Catholicism. You're supposed to look this up. Yeah, I, I know, bro, but, like, it's so weird, bro, because, um, like, when you die, like, people, people like, talk about it as, like, if you're on the way to being a saint. Like, you got to work a certain amount of time, and it all depends on what you did on earth, if how many schools you set up or some, some stuff like that, how much stuff you did to advance the kingdom. And the weird thing about that is, is Catholics look at saints as if you can you you have to die to become a saint, but in the Bible there were times where Paul called people saints who were still living. But I don't think they're actually saints. I think it's just like expression. Like I can call you a saint. And no, uh, Paul was more deliberate about his. I life. don't know. I mean, I feel like that's a common expression. Yeah, but the idea of sainthood isn't in the Bible, believe it or not. Okay, well, I looked it up. I found a five-step program. <laughs> it's actually says step one, two, three, four. So it says. What does it say? Step one, wait five years or don't. Wait five years. I'm okay. guessing it means after you die. This is BBC is my source. BBC. BBC. Yeah. Isn't that British? Yeah. Okay, keep going. So it might be wrong. British people don't like Catholics. Uh, <laughs> become a servant of God. Show proof of a life of heroic virtue. Dang. Verify. Oh yeah, I forgot. You had to perform, perform a miracle. Cause I think Saint Richard, his was that, or no, was it? No, I I was gonna say that he was in a cage with a lion. And he didn't get eaten, but I'm pretty sure he got eaten by the lion. Never mind. Yeah, he thought he was Daniel. I always thought that was funny because <laughs> my last name's Lions and my first name's Richard, and Saint Richard, who I'm named after, got eaten by a lion. I always thought that was really funny because I'm like, oh, all my names are saint names. Richard, Patrick, and the lion that ate them. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, Then step five is canonization. I don't know what that is. Is it canon? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's something to do with to okay. do with scripture. But, yeah, like, that's, that's it's very uh weird, the idea of the Catholic tradition and how they installed a bunch of those. The, oh, it's the official... Admission of a dead person to sainthood. Yeah. How, and, and it makes it seems like as if we on earth denote the things of things God has planned on heaven. That's so weird. Yeah, but like the things in like Catholic church, it's more of like a club than like God's like doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, since you said that, let's get into our main topic. We should have like those little horns that go. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> No, we I'm can just, just do your voice. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Oh no, no. Last question. Okay. Who do Catholics believe was the first pope? Oh, the first pope. Oh my god, I should know this. Uh, <laughs> you. Uh, uh, man, I really did not pay attention to CCD. Uh, it's. I don't think it, I don't think it was, but. I want to say it's Peter. Oh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> oh, it was. That's my saint name. I have to know that. That is actually my uh, name in the Catholic Church is Peter. Really? Yes. Yeah, okay, so Cephas. Richard Patrick Peter Lyons. Wow. 
Yeah, so, yeah, guys, we're going to get into a heavy topic tonight. And this is one of my favorite topics because I was a, a non-believer. So the question is, guys, tonight is, is there a God? And But first, let me set some boundaries so you guys won't expect me to be bringing Bible verses to everything. We're stepping out of religion, Christianity, all of this. We're going to step out. We're not going to bring up um, biblical things or anything like that. We're just going to make this. We're going to um, talk about whether there is a God. Do we believe there to be a God? Not, not talking about whether he talks to people, whether he cares about people. Is there a God is the question. And I'll let Richie start because I always start. <laughs> so I do not, of course, believe in a God. Uh, my main belief so when I first like, left Christianity and all that, my first thought was if God created the universe who create God, then if God is created out of nothing, why can't the universe be created out of nothing? And I don't believe Adam and Eve. Of course, I believe in evolution. Uh, I don't think it was created in seven days. I, then you look at all the bad things that have happened throughout the world and you're thinking, how could God let this happen? Why doesn't God have our back and all that? And Ooh, the problem of evil. Yeah, it's different things like that. Once you say something, I'll probably more say with rebuttals. And also I want to say, before we get heavy into this, I don't ever want to try and disprove somebody's religion. But for the sake of argument, I am a 19-year-old kid. Do not take anything I say too hard he's a film major guys he's a film major. <laughs> do not take anything i say too hard to sway your belief uh or do or do if you if i say something good but i'm not the smartest guy so i don't know how much you want to trust me <laughs> i'm not the smartest guy either we're just having a discussion about it yeah huh? uh so i got you so up into March, I would say I was an atheist. Like I would tell people, yeah, God going to do something with your life or something like that. But I didn't really believe in God. And it wasn't until recently that it, March, what was that, like seven months ago, ten months ago, eight months ago? Something like whatever. But um, it was seven. Seven, yeah, good math. But my my idea or my thought process or my persuasion come to me that there is a God in whether I believe that God to be the God of Christianity or not, I believe him to be the God of Christianity, obviously. But stepping back, so first I got to look at God, not not the problem that we face in this world. That's why I said uh, not bringing up whether he has personal relationship or not with us. So the problem of evil wouldn't be a relative thing. But so I believe there to be a God because most scientists would agree that the universe, I said universe, <laughs> but the universe is forever expanding. And the rate that the universe is expanding has increased. And since the universe is expanding, means that it had a starting point. And if the universe had a starting point, there must have been something, whether God or not, to start the universe because the odds okay so one scientist calculated the odds like to be like 10 to the thousandth of a number to another thousandth of a number like the the odds that the universe would be 
livable for for life. And most um, scientists say that anything 10 to the 24 power is uh, impossible or but very unlikely. if everything's infinite, wouldn't that mean that? Okay, so then you get into yourself. Into, so this is a question that um, philosophy likes to make is that uh, if there is a God and he created the universe, who created God? And then who created that God? And then it goes into this infinite regression. The only way that God makes sense as if is if he's the only God. So now we have today, we have time, matter, and space, which we believe that only came into being at the Big Bang Theory, which was which is supported by the Bible where it talks about, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And in saying that, since there is time, matter, and space, the creator of these things must have been timeless, matterless, or spaceless, or the things that cause these things to happen must have been timeless, matterless, and spaceless. And since the point of these things being timeless, matterless, and spaces, spaceless, it must put you to think that, hey, things have consciousness, such as us humans. So it makes you think that there was a mind behind the creation of the world. Yeah, that's definitely... So one thing I always thought about was that there have been 100 gods made over the years. We used to believe that earth is fire and all that then we had different gods explain different things egyptians had god explained the sun and all that we created gods to explain the unexplainable something we couldn't explain which is different back then from it it is now and i always was in the mindset that the christian god is the same thing as all those other gods that Mm -hmm. it's just something people created to explain the unexplainable. But the point is, I'm not I'm not explaining from Christian God. I'm just talking about But I'm God. saying for all gods, because okay. I think every God I ever created was just something somebody made to explain the unexplainable. And kind of, because not all gods, not all people, gods claim to be the God of creation, such as the Egyptian gods do not claim to be the God of creation, like Zeus and them like that. Yeah, but they explain other things. Such as lightning. And yeah, something. they explain other things. and Yeah, which things we... No, not to be true that we anymore. can now explain now then my thought process is that so you say you know god the creation all of that we mm-hmm. can't explain creation we can't well, we can't now yeah, yeah. with modern technology and all that uh-huh. but that doesn't mean we can't in the future mm-hmm. and i'm of the mindset that we will in the future be and that be able to point out creation you think yeah. so I think eventually, but I think that the gods we have now are still just to explain that unexplainable thing. Okay, so my question is, uh, look at look at uh, the theory of uh, evolution, for example. So we humans are the only species on Earth. We we can all we can all intermate with each other, right? We're the only species on Earth that reasons. Like we're the only per- people species that that thinks about the future conflict of these things. Why is that so? Over all the supposedly millions and I'm not a flat earther, guys. <laughs> <laughs> over the millions and millions of years there have been, why is it that humans are the only species that evolved to be this way? Why is it that our advantage? became to be these small six three things compared to sharks and great great white sharks and stuff like that 
that can reason, build houses, destroy earth as we are doing to our own right now. Why, why is that so? How, how could you explain that through the atheist standpoint? Because here's another thing that atheist believes that you are a cosmic explosion that just observes. To, I mean, just just happens to be walking around yeah. full of consciousness. And in saying that, the, the God, the God thing is atheist would, I would say, steal from the idea of God when it comes to morality. Because many people would say that we call each other bad people and stuff like that or immoral people. But that has no legs to stand on if there is no God or if there is no. Well, OK, I want to get to your I'll get to that point first. But uh, so morality standpoint, I think everybody has. I think it's a social construct that we all have now. Mm-hmm. And I was always in the mindset that we are just like what other people think and what other people observe. Uh, Mac Miller actually is a great thing. He always says, Mac Miller, bro. <laughs> he always says <laughs> in his one album, he says, I'm not real. And what he means by that is that he's not a real person. He's just, uh, something you observe and you observing him makes him real. Cause you're just thought in your brain. Cause you don't have a conscious. So there's nothing. So me observing him makes him real. Yeah, to you. Okay. Because if not, you wouldn't know he ever existed. You wouldn't know there's not a conscious mind. You don't even know if he actually is conscious or just something. I don't know if we live in simulation or something. So but can I think that I'm real based off of what I think or no? Yeah. But okay. I'm saying if there's no, but nobody else would. But if nobody was here to observe something, it wouldn't exist in their mind. Wait. So you're saying, okay, so philosophy actually touches on this. Um, so I, I go into So rena- it's like if the tree falls, it's making noise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that type of thing. Yeah, so then we have to explain. Okay, I'll, I'll start with Rene Descartes. So you have you ever heard of Rene Descartes? No. Okay. So Rene, Rene Descartes, he's a philosopher in like the 15th century. Or something. He had long hair. He's weird. But uh, he, uh, he basically wrote on... Um, it's it's really amazing, which I I I, I, I um, recommend you read. It. But I'll, I'll give you the first thing. One of his premises is the first premise he ever came up with because he deleted everything he knew about the world and he wanted to know what is real. Granted, he was in the 15th century or 16th century, but the, the question he had was, I mean, the thing the thing he said was, I think, therefore I am. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. So the process of him thinking. Let him know that he must be a thinking thing or he has knowledge of him being here in the world. Right. Yeah. And so, wait, the point in the next point I was going to get to um, was about the constants of the world, such as the speed of light, 3.08 times 10 to the negative 8 power um, meters per second or, or gravity, the constant of gravity. Like, how are these? things that are constants or math like how does math work like, yeah i understand like, especially with the gravity standpoint we can't really fully explain why gravity is pull all we know is that space time is bent we don't know really we can explain why gravity pulls. yeah because <laughs> space time is bent and falls over but i want to get to your statement you made before i want to get to that oh, yeah, first thing uh about the how 
we're like the only species that reason how improbable that is. Yeah. So I believe in randomness. I believe Entropy. everything is random. And I think there's a beauty to that. I think, well, the universe is infinite, so it's infinite possibilities. So it kind of makes sense that there's at least one planet with living people that can reason. And you talked about... Possibly. I don't... I, I don't talked about us being like stardust. And mm-hmm. I think that's the most beautiful thing that even if you think believe in the Big Bang, we're all like very nice to each other. We're all one. We're all created from the same thing. Everything you see is created from the same thing. And even every a lot of things you see on Earth, when you look at yourself, you're made up of different particles from things your mom ate and drank to build you up. Does does then that that doesn't disagree with anything, right? But I'm saying that you were saying how improbable it all is. Yeah, and which is very improbable if you look at. And I agree, it is improbable. But it'd be improbable there is a god too, because something had to create that. But I'm saying that the the universe is infinite. There's infinite possibilities. I was trying to say how I think that looking at through the lens I look through, it's kind of beautiful that all this randomness happened. That these such little odds actually happened to create us and that we used to be a star and we're all made of the same stuff and that when a star exploded created matter that later theories became us okay so my question is have you ever heard of the cosmological experiment i mean cosmological theory no what a, okay so i'll give you like a very small example you're walking in the woods or along the beach and you're just walking and you and you look down and there's a watch just ticking and you pick it up, you're just like, hmm, wow. Would you expect that that watch made itself? Just like completely just came to get out of randomness? Would you expect that? Or would you think that the watch had a maker? And someone may have lost their watch on the beach. Yeah, but that's something material that somebody's created. What about... Okay, so this is this is the whole point of a, the cosmological. And the thing, the reason that we don't believe that that watch just came out of matter because it's so intricately intricately put together through the gears and and all the different materials that it took to put that watch together the face the bracelet the custom fit of the thing and you can look at a lot of people like to use this argument i don't necessarily like that much but i think it still makes a point as if we look at ourselves even through the lens as if evolution our bodies are so complicated yeah they are i think they they are very like our bodies are so complicated. The like, most amazing thing in the universe, such as our brain. brain. Like yeah, I was gonna say like our brain. Like you, no matter what you say, you are your brain. Yeah. And it's just like your your brain has millions and millions of neurons, and you have millions and millions of cells in your body that constantly are undergoing different processes and everything just like your heart like your heart is has smooth muscle which means that it's not under contract from you like you can't like contract your own heart and this note lets you know that like wow these things all come together this this feels as if it were designed how everything like fits together though not even bringing up diseases and stuff that come in but the body works so well together and then the ability to make another human like think of it like 
sorry to get vulgar here, guys, but um, your semen joins with the egg of a female and creates a conscious thinking thing. Like, how could that be so? Like, and we think, look at ourselves as so personal. We care about how we do our hair and stuff like that. But yet, the bottom line is we became conscious through what? I think that's the beauty of it. We mm-hmm. don't know. And we don't know conscious. We know, but I'm saying that it's random that we happened. Random. And that the universe is infinite, so there's infinite possibilities, and we are one of those possibilities. And I do not believe that, I don't believe somebody created us or designed us. Maybe if we live in simulation, but I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, Someone would have to create the people in the simulation. <laughs> yeah, and something like that. But my argument then, if you believe there's a creator, then who created the creator? That's that's the whole point. I said that would lead you to an infinite regress. Yeah. So the only logical thing would be to think of the creator as the uncreated creator or the unmoved mover. The one who has or the being or spirit or whatever who has always been. So why can't the universe be the same thing? Why can't the universe be the same thing that created itself? Yeah. How how could a universe just poof? Without how could a God just always be there? Hmm. How could a God just always be there? That that's a good question. Because I feel that most theists hold to the point that God has always been. And the probability of there being a God is way higher than the probability of us just being random. Because the odds are so low of it just being so random, of of just coming together. Like in the way that we are, in the hierarchy that we live in, the air that we breathe, the, the percent. I'll make this statement. We, our air is around... 22% oxygen. If it was any more, we'd die of oxygen toxicity. If it was any less, we'd die of suffocation because there wouldn't be enough oxygen in the atmosphere. And it feels that the universe is so fine-tuned for life, such as water being polar. If water wasn't polar, life wouldn't be possible. So it feels that or it seems as to be that the universe is so fine-tuned for life that there must have been someone who must, or a being, or something that designed it to be this way. Because to think that it was all random would lead you to no ground to stand on for morality. And the point I was making for morality is, you said well, we all have our own subjective morality, that it doesn't matter if it was true that there is no God. That another doesn't matter what we do or what we believe or what we drink or how we if I if I rape somebody or not or if I kill a baby, it, it doesn't matter. Because these are all things that we have put our own importances on. So that would mean that none of this matter. And it would mean that uh, Albert Camus was right. Do you know who Albert Camus was? No. OK, he's another philosopher who says 
one of his main topics was why doesn't man kill himself? I'm pretty sure he was an atheist. Why doesn't man kill himself? Why does, if there is an atheist, I mean, if you are an atheist and there is nothing to live up to but struggle through the toys of toils of life and stuff like that, why doesn't man kill himself? Because in, in the beginning of his book, he's like, yesterday mother died or today. And then he makes a point that it doesn't matter. But the question is, I mean, the statement is that the universe is so fine-tuned for life that it seems to be that there must be a creator. Go ahead, my bad. I want to ask, do you believe in multiverse? Do I believe in a multiverse? The parallel universes? That parallel universes? Like, you know what I'm saying? You make a decision, new universe, all that. Mm. I, I wouldn't necessarily say, like, I believe in it. But, like, I wouldn't, if, if I don't know. I've, I've never, like, dove deep into parallel universes and multiverses. Okay. I think it's pro- it could definitely be a possibility. Then just like aliens could definitely be a po- or different life forms, they they could definitely be a possibility. Then I'll take the argument away. Uh, so if there was nothing before, you know, the universe, mm-hmm. and you said the odds are so low that it would happen and be fine tuned as it is today. Yeah, don't you think that over over all the time, all that. That's infinite. It would happen. What, that the time would happen? But I'm saying that everything, the universe and time is infinite. And before there was the universe, you'd still have, you know, sort of time passing, but there'd be just infinite possibilities because everything would happen. Wait, what? Because I'm saying... (laughs) Before the universe is created, there's uh-huh. nothing. It's just space. But time would pass infinitely. Mm-hmm. We don't know how much time there would be. We have no idea. We can only calculate to when the universe started. We can't calculate before there was nothing. Okay. If that is infinite, it is infinite possibilities. So no matter how low the probability is, because it's infinite, it would happen. And everything that can happen would happen. Okay. I get where you're going. And also, if it didn't happen, we wouldn't know. Yeah, of course. It, it did happen, so we do know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the theory that I am working off of is that the creator of the universe who created the things couldn't have been made of those things that he created. So with our universe being made, he must be timeless, spaceless, and matterless, not being able to, you know, yeah, I know. Yeah. So if he is timeless, matterless, and spaceless, I must think that if he created time, matter, and space, that time, as we know it today, as we can fathom it in our mind, must have been created along with that. But then you bring up the question that, well, what was what was it passing when he was or she or it was doing its thing? That's a good question. <laughs> Just disproved yourself. It so wasn't necessarily a disproof. Yeah, I wouldn't like say it, but yeah. It was another question. I, like, I, I like tumbling through these mind jump ropes. Yeah, it's definitely something about, but like, so you still can't. Did you just hit your knee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't explain the creation of God, as you said. So I'm saying you can use the same logic 
of the creation of God for the same logic of the creation universe. That how so? How if there what jump started the universe is the question. Then what jump started God? And the question that I'm making is that he has always been. Then Which sounds how so do you, yeah, how do you yeah, explain that he's always been? It sounds so like improbable or it sounds so terrible or or uh what's the word? Impossible. But how I don't that's like a question that theists I don't know if the only answer that they give most of the time or anybody would be that he has always been. And the thing is, always been gives us a sense of time. But as I revert back to my previous statement, that I would have to believe that time came into being when God created the universe. Or the multiverse or the Milky Way or the, all the other. So why did God create it? Why did? Was he just bored? Was he just bored? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, watching TV, I mean, I feel like seeing everything. Like, I would like to see Julius Caesar, you know, take over everything. I think it would be so amazing to see history. But why Probably did? That'd be the best. Yeah, but why did God create the universe? Man, I would I actually don't know. I, I have no answer for that. Why why did God create the universe? Cuz I can't cuz I can't use the uh Christian argument. So what could a non-Christian theist say for the reason that God created the universe? I have no idea. Then also kind of Piggying back on that of why did God create the universe is that there's Christians, people that believe in that God. If that God was real, why wouldn't he reveal himself? Why would he only reveal himself to certain people then have everybody question it? But then a lot of people think you have to live by him. Oh, so you get into the Christian argument. Yeah. So, like, okay. I'm saying... If God is real, yeah, obviously we know because stories of him coming down to people mm-hmm. and revealing himself. Or speaking to him. Yeah, or speaking to yeah. him. He sends sundown and all of that. Yeah. And to get into heaven, you have to have faith. Uh-huh. Why? Why would he just not show himself to everybody? Hey, you have to show your faith and all of that. And I would say you have to praise me. I would say God has revealed himself. Not in the way that we humans would expect to believe, such as a picture or something like that. Because I one time was talking to a dude. He was like, man, you know, I don't believe in Jesus. I was like, why? He was like, because I ain't got no picture of him. And I was like, he's not wrong. And that's so stupid, bro. He's not right. There's no picture of Jesus. Have you ever seen a picture of, like, Caesar? Yeah. Don't we have his skeletal remains? Pretty sure. But that was, like. I don't know. You don't know that Caesar's not. Yeah, I know. But but the question is, you you believe we don't have a picture of Aristotle or Plato, Socrates. Socrates is highly debated on whether he was a person or not. But 
you have to use these same arguments for that too. But the thing is, I believe that God has revealed himself in, in creation and in, in the world that we live in, the highly specialized world that we live in, the highly fine-tuned world that we live in today. And I feel that if God were to reveal himself to us today, there would still be people that would deny God. They would pervert it, as, as the Bible talks about, as God had revealed himself. Because atheists were were not just now today. Atheists were, there were many atheists in the Bible too. In Psalms 14.1 or Psalms 54 or 51, it says, The fool has said in his heart that there is no God. And that lets you know that there were people back then who also didn't believe that there was a God. So in saying, why hasn't he revealed himself? Would it would it actually prompt people to believe in, in a God even after? Then why reveal it yourself to anybody? Why not just have everybody questioning all of this? Why would you reveal yourself to anybody if you don't care if people then? It's not necessarily that I wouldn't necessarily say that it's him not caring. I just say that he has left enough evidence for us to believe. Because I said I wouldn't use the Bible, and I'm not. But I would say that God has left enough evidence for us to come to the logical conclusion that there must be a God. And if there is a God, what is he like? It's an interesting point. Uh, then why would you, why would you go on and praise him? Why would I go on and praise God? Okay. I would also look at the, the point of praising God isn't necessarily for, Ooh, this is a rough statement guys, but I would say the point of praising God isn't necessarily for God. It's for us. And the reason I'd say it's for us is because when you praise God, when you're reverent to God, we're all of the same mindset. We all are abiding by which what most religions believe is to love your neighbor as yourself, to be kind to one another, to love one another, to live in reference and submission and give one each other. I mean, help each other out and stuff like that, help the poor. And I would say when doing all that, everything is in order. But. When things get out of order, when people aren't praising God, there arises greed and selfishness and covetousness and people want what you got. And then there sparks wars and death. Why does and rape. God think that's a bad thing? Why does God think what? That all the things we think of are bad, bad to him. Why? <laughs> Why does he think those are bad? Why did he send down? The Ten Commandments, you have to live by these. It's not the just the Ten Commandments, by the way. That's just like a very like publicized thing. Okay, that's but, besides the point. But yeah. I'm saying, why would he give us morality, like try and give us his morals? Why would he care if he's a god? Okay. If God... What time is it? All right. if, if God did not have a moral standpoint there would be no point to give it to his people because he didn't have one and neither did he care but as we see on a daily basis through human lives no matter what society you live in 
there is an objective morality. As most people would say, all morality is relative. But I would like to argue that because no matter where you are in the world, no matter what remote part of the tribe you are, there are objective morals that you still hold today. I'm saying, why does God have that morality? Because he's not human. He's not given it. He does not born with it, as you are saying. Who's not born with it? God. Oh, I see the point is that. Yeah, why does he... Why does he give us morality? Yeah, why are these morals that he set in place? Why? Yeah, why would he set these morals, and how would he have these morals? Okay, so we say that God has these morals because they're because they are obvious and the goodness and the harmony that they cause between us people. Without these morals, which we even if we do have these morals, we still fall into wars and rape and wanting to do other bad things to other people. But why is that bad to God? Why, why? does he believe that's bad? Because he understands this this is trying to get in the mind of a god who created the universe but he believes that the correct way to live among each other is to live peacefully and harmonious and i wouldn't and he wants his creation to live in what's the word in peace i would say he wants us to live in peace and in living in peace we have to all be subject to these morals as it talks about love your neighbor and then how um the Ten Commandments, a lot of it, is summed up. All of it, you don't steal, you don't kill, you don't murder, you don't covet your neighbor's donkey and stuff like this, is all part of loving your neighbor, living in peace with them. Sort of goes back to the question, why does he, why would he create us? And uh, Oh, was he bored? Yeah, because <laughs> if he was bored, why would he want the war? Why would he want all that? But we are out of time, sadly. So we ah. have to stop the discussion there. Any last things you want to say, Amon? Nah. Nah. But, uh, nah. Okay. <laughs> uh, special thanks to, every- thanks to everybody listening in. Uh, we got some very good feedback on the show so far. And I want to thank everybody listening. I mean, I did not think we we're going to do as good as we are. and We're doing great. So thank you all for listening. Oh yeah, in. guys, we hit over 200 streams. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also follow us on Instagram. It ain't so black and white. Yeah. Uh, and on TikTok and on everything imaginable. Keep supporting the show and DM us with feedback. I love hearing feedback, what you guys like, what you guys don't like. It's amazing to hear and it helps us make the show better. Yeah. And I was going to say, guys, if you guys got any topics that you guys want to hear us like address, yeah, do not be scared to DM us. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a friendly, pretty friendly, pretty friendly person, and <laughs> I I DM back sometimes. Yeah. Well, this has been ain't so black and white. I'm Richie Lines, and I'm Amon Edwards. Peace, y'all.